The following is a fourth hand production. 16 Mike's Horrorscope. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. My guest today is one of the hosts of Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, as well as a family member as part of the Fourth Hand Network. I welcome Lee Errett to the show. Welcome, sir. Hi guys, it's always great to be on. Um, I love uh, all the shows in the Fourth Hand Collective. Um, I just started right? listening to uh, your show, Tack, and it is—I uh, nice. I love it. it. I find it hilarious, and I learned so much stuff about this uh, this particular show that I never really watched before. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're going to get into that in here in a minute. Um, so you do Beyond Terrestrial, which I started listening to recently as well. Um, it's a great show. I love all that type of paranormal or anything like that. I think the latest one I was listening to was about um, spontaneous human combustion or SHC. I think is the other term for it. Yeah. Um, so how's how's that show going? Uh, what's what else is that show all about? Well, we're really about uh, just about anything that has to do with the strange, um, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and the all around. Um, I lost my tagline. <laughs> we really do just about any of that weird stuff. Um, now, unlike some of the other shows that tend to be uh, a lot more well-researched, um, we do, uh, I like to call it cursory research, or, um, you know, we, we, we make sure we know what we're talking about, but we don't script it out very well. So, um, my buddy Dan, <laughs> he's on the podcast with me, and he does... Uh, he does a lot better research than I do, and a lot of times he'll tell the stories, and I'll um, do weird little comments. But uh, we talk about the the strange, the conspiratorial, and then we talk about our opinions, and we like to keep it fun and uh, uh, lighthearted. <laughs> nice. Except for our one about uh, about cannibal killers, that one got really dark. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that I love all those topics. That gives me a chub, and uh, <laughs> I do enjoy them. <laughs> So how long we, is we tend uh, to, you know we we every week we go out we uh we um we blow our wad at the wall and we just kind of see what sticks and hopefully people enjoy it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds like a Tuesday night here. So <laughs> <laughs> So how long has the show been how long have you been doing the show? 
Uh, we're officially in our second season, uh, about uh, just about nine episodes into our second season. Um, our first season was a bit of a um, short one. I had a previous co-host. Uh, he left the podcast, um, but my new co-host and I, Dan, um, we picked it back up and we're running with it. Um, so we've been doing it for about six months now. Um, and uh, we are planning to continue for as long as we can. That's awesome. Hell yeah. So do you have anything exciting coming up for the show? Anything, any changes or any uh, anything going on? Well, I mean, we did just join the Fourth Hand Collective. We also right. um, just re- uh, got our own um, website. So that's an exciting thing for us at beyondterrestrial.com. Um, as far as exciting at the moment, we don't have a lot going on. We're um, uh, the next episode coming out is going to be about the Hopkinsville Goblin attack in 1955. Uh, it's just a little north of us, and it was a hilarious um, talk with Dan. So I'm excited for people to hear that one. Oh, nice! I'm uh, not sure I know anything about that topic, so I'll definitely check that out. Oh, um, blurry photos. I think covered it. So did Hysteria 51 at one point. Um, did they? But uh, essentially, this family. Um, felt like they were besieged by uh, little green men for four or five hours one evening and there was gunfire and uh, the police got involved and they found almost no evidence that there actually was any aliens but um, there was definitely a lot of gunfire that occurred so <laughs> oh you know what I think I do remember hearing something about that now that I now that you mentioned a little bit more about it yeah that was an interesting story I think I did listen to the uh, History 51 version of it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and honestly, like, probably boils down to, like, nerves or whatnot, but it is funny to watch, and it's great to see how uh, small towns capitalize on um, those kind of weird little stories, and they use those to bring in um, to bring in tourists and people, and uh, this particular town just north of us does a festival every year. Um, not quite as big as the Mothman Festival, but I, I love the fact that they use that to continue their economy, because um, I think that a lot of these uh, smaller towns' economies are struggling now. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. So let's let's uh, talk about the network real quick here, since you're my second guest. Well, technically my third guest from the network now. Um, first time I had on Mr. Holiday from My Worst Holiday. He was on a few weeks ago, and last week I had uh, Assistant Ray on. Uh, from Hysteria 51, and of course, well, technically, I also had uh, Brent and Lisa Hand on, too, as well. Um, have you listened to some of the other shows, like uh, Sad Times is a fantastic show, if you haven't listened to that one yet? Um, I haven't listened to Sad Times yet, but I have listened to Hysteria 51, um, Blurry Photos, um, Secret Transmission Podcast, uh, pretty much all of the Fortiana podcasts that are on our network I've already listened to. And I mm-hmm. recently started listening to your podcast as well as um, uh, horror, Happy Horror uh, Coffee Break. And I find that show just hilarious. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> is that the one that's, I can't remember, is that the one that's overrun by Canadians? Which one's that? No, that's Strange Brew. Strange, strange Brew. Brews that's right. I knew that. I should have known that because Strange Brew, just for like from the movie. <laughs> Yeah. About the Canadians yeah. are a bunch of hosers, eh? Yeah. I got to get those guys on, too, because those guys are goofy. <laughs> I think that that would be a hilarious one for you. <laughs> for sure. Um, have you listened to the new one, too, Ratterfad with uh, Brent and Lisa? 
No, I haven't actually listened to Ratter Fad yet, but after listening to Lisa um, with the, the two of you on the episode that I listened to, um, I, I'm excited to because uh, she is a great personality as well. I, I oh, really sure. think that they they got them some things going on there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually had just Lisa on a couple weeks ago, and she did a fantastic job. She's, she's. I don't know why she's not on like a show more often because she has a great voice for it too. She's got a great personality. So, just don't exactly. tell Brent I said that. <laughs> no, she's got to keep Brent in line during the regular show during Hysteria Fifty One. So, <laughs> right. Um, there's also Secret Levels, which is retro video game reviews. I did listen to a couple episodes of that. That's pretty good. Um, if you like that, um, but there's all kinds of really good shows. Man, Mad Scientist podcast. I got him coming out here pretty soon too. Gonna do an episode. Oh soon. man, Chris. Chris is a great guy. He uh, he helped me uh, figure out how to work the podcast with people being across the um, outside the country or like outside oh, your wow. general area. So. Oh, nice. Basically nice. taught me how to do what we're doing here. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, where are you out of right now? I'm at, I'm just outside of Nashville, a little bit north, up in Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, right now I'm in Virginia. I'm from Florida, but I just had to move to Virginia a few months ago. But I am going to be going back to Florida probably uh, in the summer. So this was just a temporary oh, like move Virginia? for a while. I don't know, it's cold, man. I'm dealing with snow. I never had to deal with snow before. <laughs> <laughs> I moved here from Idaho, um, northern Idaho, and uh, <laughs> the other day it was uh, 24 degrees here, and I was like, this is this is why I moved away from Idaho. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this was just a temporary move for a while, and uh, yeah, I'll be going back to Florida this summer, so looking forward to okay. that. All right, man. Well, let me check my notes, make sure I'm not forgetting anything else here. But definitely go check out uh, Fourth Hand Media. There's a lot of great shows on there. So let's see here. Oh, the last question, which I always ask all my guests, is what is your history with the Brady Bunch? Well, I think I covered it a little bit ago. I actually, uh, I, I mean, I've seen a show here and there, but I never really watched it. Um, and especially not ever as an adult. I think I caught it a couple times when I was younger. Um at mm. like uh, Nick at Night or something like that back in the day, um, yeah. but I never really watched it. So uh, watching it now is kind of a weird experience. Like <laughs> it's it's a strange show when you're like just sitting back and watching what's going on, and as an adult at least. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, this is where we take our first break, and when we come back, we are going to get into this. So we will be back. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have tr covered UFOs. We've covered economic collapse. We have covered cats. We did cover cats pretty, pretty mm -hmm. distinctly. 
Yes. If you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing. And some cats. Come listen to the Mad Scientist <laughs> podcast, please. Shoot. And we are back. All right. So we got the Brady Bunch season one, episode 16, entitled Mike's Horror Scope. Let's get into this. First, we got to do the facts about the episode, which this first aired on January 16th, 1970. It was written by Ruth Brooks Flippin, which is an interesting name, and directed by David Alexander. All right. So let's break it down. So we fade in. <sighs> Mike and Carol are in the bedroom getting ready for bed. Carol is reading a newspaper. Mike asks her what she's looking for in the paper. She says she's looking for the astrology section and that her friend Martha swears by them. Mike responds with, well, your friend Martha is a fruitcake. Carol agrees. Now, I got to stop there for a second. Um, a few episodes back... Um, <laughs> we got to hear a little bit about Martha. Now, I agree with Mike. Martha is fucking nuts. Like, there was a point in the episode where... Now, we never meet Martha. We just hear about her. And Carol talks to her on the phone every once in a while. And this chick... Carol made a joke to Martha on the phone. And, Car and Martha cried. She cried so hard because she was hurt by the joke that she put the phone down and walked away. Like, Martha is nuts. So <laughs> so that explains so much, because the way that he looked at her, there was, like, knowing in that, in that like, your friend Martha's a fruitcake, just, there was so much knowing in the way that he looked at her when he said that. Yeah. Um, there had to have been some sort of history there, because I just thought, like, it was like, there's no way he's that against astrology. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's just against Martha. Martha's <laughs> freaking okay. nutbag. Okay, all right. It makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah. So Carol finds her horoscope and reads it to Mike. Beware of purchases tomorrow. Mike says, hey, I like that. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> then Mike takes the paper and reads his. He begins to laugh. Mike says, you think your horoscope was something? Get a load of mine. A strange woman will soon come into your life. Carol laughs uncomfortably <laughs> at it. Mike laughs it off and says good night and rolls over to go to sleep. Carol's just like looking at him. This is the first like, sign huh. of trouble, by the way. Yes. The first sign of trouble. <laughs> and probably the actor's favorite moment in the entire series to date is this moment right here. He turns over without kissing her goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> she leans in for a kiss and he blows her off completely. And he, he's got to be reveling in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the director is probably like, you're supposed to kiss her. And he's like, do I have to every night? Like, really? Come on now. <laughs> I feel like and in this, this one, exact he moment he's like, finally, I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I won this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we see Carol in the kitchen decorating a cake. And I'm really shocked here because Carol's actually doing something for a change instead of because, you know, Alice does everything and Carol's a stay at home mom. She never does shit around the house. So she's actually doing something. Soon Alice walks in and congratulate her for actually taking the initiative and doing something for a change. She doesn't actually, but she should have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Carol says that she's going to take the kids for new clothes shopping tomorrow. Just then Alice says, uh, well, you can't because Mr. Brady's taking the boys fishing and you're supposed to be taking the girls horseback riding, which I don't know how, like, Carol doesn't have to do much and she didn't remember that. seems like kind of a big thing that she would remember that she had planned, yet Alice remembered for her. So the, the thing that I took out of that whole scene is, did you notice that they walked away from the cake without finishing? Um, they just walked <laughs> away and sat down. You have to assume Carol had to go back later and finish frosting that cake. Fuck no, Carol didn't finish that. She's probably like, well, she probably went upstairs and was like, oh, I forgot about the, oh, Alice will finish it, I'm sure. You're right, <laughs> so- Alice probably finished it. <laughs> and Alice is like, well, I guess I'll finish this. You did your, you did your best. <laughs> So. <laughs> good job <laughs> good job carol so carol says oh that's right well i guess i'll be taking them today after school but don't tell my friend martha sheldon which we finally learned her last name by the way you know how she is when it comes to astrology and uh mine said not to buy anything today alice retorts with isn't that silly a grown woman believing in nonsense you know it was like really a shot to carol and then Carol says, oh, really? Hmm. Uh, Alice, what did your horoscope say today? And Alice is like, oh, mine said today was great for social activities. And then Carol's like, gotcha, bitch. That's what she said. It was a weird exactly. episode. <laughs> and Alice says, Mrs. Brady, that w- that's dirty pool, which I don't know what that means, but I guess I can kind of figure it out. But I never heard that before. I, I think it's an old timey, uh, an old timey saying. I think I heard my grandpa say it once or twice, <laughs> basically saying, uh, saying you're uh, you're tricked me there. Like, yeah, hey, you play dirty pool. So <laughs> just then Mike calls. Uh, calls from the office. He says to Carol, two o'clock and all's well and no strange women have come into my life yet. And Carol laughs and says to keep her, just keep her informed. And Mike says, oh, I will. Uh, the moment, uh, I will the moment one walks in and you'll be the first to know. All of a sudden, a strange woman walks into Mike's office wearing a hot pink dress and a white fur coat and says, Mr. Brady. Mike says, uh, yeah, it's me. I'm Mike Brady. Of course, Carol is still on the line and asks what he's saying. Uh, the strange woman and, says and for him once to, again, he hasn't told her yet that a strange woman just walked in. I know. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to play dirty pool with Carol now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, strange woman uh, says for him to finish his call. Then Mike tells Carol that uh, he'll call her back, that a client just walked in. Oh, my God, Mike's, like, lying to his wife already. This is awesome. <laughs> Takes then, 30 like, seconds, like, a split second for him to go to, I'll make sure you're aware, to, yeah. uh, I'm going to hide this all from my wife if I can avoid it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, like, he even, like, hangs up on her. He's like, I got to go. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I guess I'll tell. Oh. And then, like, realizes oh, he already okay. hung up. Yeah. <laughs> ah, dirty pool. Uh, the strange woman has an accent and tells him to sit down and says, I'd introduce myself, but everyone knows who B.B. Galini is. People I, even I walk up to me on the street and say, it's B.B. And I always say, hello, my darling. Which this is, I'm guessing, is supposed to be like a Zsa, Zsa Gabor type of character. Um, 
I don't know how old you are. If that's an old reference, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. It is kind of a Zsa Zsa Gabor kind of um, feel there. Um, my confusion is uh, he. she's never mentioned before or anything like that as far as I know. She's just there. Um, and then they, they zoom to her when she shows up. Like she's the most beautiful thing in the world, and I'm not, you know, I'm not biased here or anything. But honestly, right. I, I think that Mike had a better looking wife than she was. So yeah. I think they could have picked yeah. a better actor or a better actress for that. Yeah, she was okay. It wasn't anything. It was, she was just like very glamorous looking. Like they put a lot of work into her like costumes, and she, her pageantry was there, if you will. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> So BB goes in to say that she wants him to design a new factory for her cosmetics company. Standing next to BB is her assistant. Um, he's wearing like this, it's like an older guy in a tight fitted suit and like an older gentleman. Now they don't say he's gay, but like he's gay. <laughs> if so you're trying to I'm paint not 100% a sure that he's gay there. I mean, he does give off a very gay vibe, but have you noticed how intensely he's watching her at all times? It's like a level of adoration that puts you in a position of wondering whether she is a cult leader or about to be a murder victim. Like, the way he is looking at her is kind of scary. Like, you have that, like, mothering, like, look to his face, and then it just, like, goes to a level where you're like, um, could you stop, please? (laughs) I'm a little uncomfortable now. I'm just here in case things get a little rapey. Uh, so bb continues to say that mike has complete creative control to design what he wants it just has to be pink bb pink to be exact it's the name of her company mike agrees and she leaves after giving him her private phone number yes but not before she tells mike to not be modest except to not interrupt her as well. So don't be modest, but don't outshine me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So now we see Mike and Carol are now in the kitchen doing dishes together. Once again, wow, look at Carol taking more initiative. Of course, she can't do anything on her own. She has to get Mike to help. Because, you know, Mike, you know, works all day, and the last thing he wants to do is come home and do dishes. Come on, he's the working man of the house. Come on now. He's the man. (laughs) One question. Did those dishes still look dirty to you after they washed and dried them? <laughs> I didn't notice, but it wouldn't surprise me. Once again, this is Carol. I'm sure Alice had to come in behind her and redo all the dishes. <laughs> she goes on to say that Alice got off early that day so she could go to the movies with her boyfriend, Sam. You know, Sam the Butcher. And uh, I like how they had to justify that, you know, like, why, like, people are going to watch it and go, why the fuck is Carol doing dishes? And then she's like, no, no, audience, I gave her the night off so she can, you know, go to the movies. So, puts <laughs> I'm us so, I'm so generous. <laughs> yeah. Aren't I such a cool employer? <laughs> I allow her to have, like, personal freedoms. Yeah. <laughs> So Mike seems distracted and is overly affectionate and even refers to her as darling. (laughs) Uh, She's like, what's up? Carol calls him out on his shit and accuses him of being uh, preoccupied. Mike goes on to say that his new eccentric client that wants him to design a new factory. By the way here, notice how he didn't say woman yet. He just said, I have a new client, wants me to do this. 
And then now she's like, huh, eccentric? Would you say stranger? And Mike laughs and goes, <laughs> yeah. Carol says, huh, is it a woman too? And Mike says, yes. <laughs> Carol says the horoscope was right. Mike goes on to say, oh, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman that wants me to design an expensive factory, even if it is B.B. Galini. <laughs> Just then Carol almost drops a plate. So he She's went like, from, I'm hiding Galini. this. Yeah. I'm hiding this from you to now I'm just going to gloat. <laughs> yeah, let's gloat. <laughs> let's name drop now. <laughs> yeah. So Carol's like, B.B. Galini, they say no man can resist her. Mike says, oh, I can. And then does like a wink at the camera, which I thought was <laughs> I didn't just notice that. No, he didn't. But <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, I bet I can. Watch me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was unscripted. He just threw that in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Mike says he can, and Carol asks if he's sure. Mike says I'm absolutely positive, and goes into playfully kissing and laughing with Carol, and then she breaks a plate. And then did they you laugh. notice that he still dries the broken plate? That bothers me a lot. <laughs> no, I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> That's awesome though. <laughs> <laughs> now Alice is helping Mike pack for his fishing trip. Just then, the phone rings and Carol answers it. She tells the uh, person to hold on and says, Mike, it's someone who calls me darling and wants to speak to you. Mike laughs and walks over to the phone. BB, uh, it's obviously it's BB on the phone, and he tells Mike that she needs to meet that afternoon and he'd have to cancel the fa- fishing trip with the boys. Carol comes up with a plan that she'll take. She'll just have to take the boys fishing, and Alice can take the girls riding. Which that's fucked up. Like, you know. Okay, first of all, she just volunteers Alice. Or Alice will take the girls uh, horseback riding. You know, Alice was probably looking forward to finally a day to herself. You know, with no kids in the house, no parents in the house, she can finally like walk around the house naked, do whatever, have Sam over. They can like fuck in the kitchen finally. But no, no, Alice is just like, oh, no, Alice will do that. That's fine. Carol's just like, she didn't care. No, first Carol says Alice will take the boys fishing. And then Mike reminds her that Alice just got done telling them that she gets seasick all the time. (laughs) Right. And she's like, so then she's like, oh, uh, well, then I'll just make her go, uh, go horseback riding. That's much better. Yeah, that's part of her job description. You know, I'm sure that was in the interview. It, it was. It was. Are you are you a solid horseback rider? Like on a scale of one to ten, what's your horseback riding prowess? Yeah. And do you get seasick? Like, and then she's probably like, um, like, is this like a? Do I have to play water polo? Like, what is this? And he's like, is this part of the job? Like, well, yeah. And also, can you break out of an old like nineteenth century jail? Like, is this part of the job? Like, sorry, that's a call for you in the future safe episode. Cracking. <laughs> and can you keep secrets from children and can you trick parents okay then you're hired are are you good at keeping secrets from parents for children (laughs) yes (laughs) even if it is causing stress on the children and the parents are dumbfounded (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. You're hired. <laughs> All right. So, so Mike says, "Hey, I'm so proud of you." Carol says, "I know what you thought. You thought I was going to get jealous, didn't you? You thought I was going to get jealous because she's rich and famous and beautiful, and uh, she starts messing with them, and uh, and and then she goes, "Yeah, and I'm some kind of nut." And then uh, Mike hugs her and laughs. Ha ha ha. So later on, Alice comes in the front door for some reason. I don't know why. With the girls and is walking like she's in pain and is complaining that the horse she was riding was rough. Cindy says that she always rides that pony and she never has any trouble. Alice comments when the pony grows up, it's going to be trouble. Marcia corrects her and says... You stupid maid. Uh, it's a pony. It'll always be a pony. They just get older. And then, you know, maid's like... Dumb oh. servant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alice is now putting groceries away, still in pain. Just then Carol, which I don't know where these groceries came from. Did she go out and get groceries? Still in pain and come back? Like, it was probably Maybe. something she was going to do that day to have to herself. But now she had to do it after horseback riding. Yeah, well, oh, I think geez. that she, I think that she lied on her um, application because if she had told them the truth that she couldn't ride horses, yeah. then she wouldn't have this problem. She might not have a right. job, but she wouldn't have the problem. <laughs> You're probably right. You know, you just say yes to everything and learn it when you need to. I guess. Until <laughs> you get the job in 1960s. So <laughs> I get it. So she's putting groceries away, still in pain. Just then Carol and the boys come back and the boys are having to help Carol walk through the sliding glass door because Carol isn't feeling well. And Alice like, what's wrong? And Carol says, oh, Alice, I got seasick and sunburned and caught up in someone's line and then fell into a bucket of fish. And Alice says, I guess that's why you smell like tuna, Mrs. Brady. Carol Which, says, is that, that a dirty joke? <laughs> uh, Alice is giving her some dirty pullback, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is she dressed like she's about to fight for her right to party? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> she looks like oh, a she's... beastie boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had to break that down for some people. <laughs> no, I got it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Carol says that she's going to go up to bed because she just feels so sick. So now we see Carol tossing and turning in bed. She notices how late it is and Mike still isn't home yet. Mike finally walks in the, into the bedroom door, trying to be quiet. And Carol turns over and Mike says, oh, you're still up. Which is surprising because every light on was on in the bedroom. Like... I don't know. I don't know why he's trying yeah. to be quiet and tiptoe. If you'd see the bedroom light on, you're like, "Oh, she's up," you know. And then I don't know. It was weird. I, I don't think the light was out in the hall either. I think they just walk around. They've got so much money. They're like, "Who oh, cares? Yeah, fuck it, let's, right? Uh, yeah, let's just keep every light on, on." You know, we don't have to pay for it. You know, just Dad does. Mike does. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> so to add insult to injury, he comments on how she smells like fish. Carol says she can't help it. She had already taken three showers and then says that, well, I smell pink on you. And Mike says, well, I can't help it. BB gave me some samples of her cosmetics and she has it everywhere in her apartment. Carol was just like her apartment. And Mike goes on to say that uh, she works. Uh, that's where her office is, is in her apartment because she doesn't like working in the factory. 
And uh, she says, hey, hey, what, whatever happened to the supporting wife I left this morning? Carol says, well, then I went fishing and got seasick, then sunburned, then caught on someone's line and fell into fish. And Mike just gives her a hug and suggests that she use some of BB's cologne. Carol says she'd rather smell like fish. What a dick. Like, <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> Oh. It's like, you know, it's like, I know you think like maybe something's going on and you, you had a bad day. It's like, well, you smell like a woman. Like, well, that's because I was with a woman all day in her apartment and you stink. <laughs> maybe you should use some of her cologne that <laughs> she has. <laughs> in fact, I'll go back over there and I'll be back in a couple hours and I'll come back with some of her perfume. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she didn't smell like fish. <laughs> well, I mean... She already took three showers. True. <laughs> God. All right, so this is where we take our next break. So Mike has had a strange woman enter into his life after all, and Carol has been bitten by the green-eyed monster. How will this get resolved? We will find, dun, find dun, out. Dun. That's right. We'll find out soon after this break. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy Canucks. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby, along with many different guests. As we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers. And toss on those tinfoil hats because because it's it's about about to get strange. back when we left off mike has had the eccentric bb galini enter into his life and asked him to design a new factory for her cosmetics company and carol is displeased because she is rich famous and beautiful how will they resolve this let's get into it all right so now we see mike at work and walking down the hall to his office as he walks in, BB is sitting at his desk and on the phone making a phone call. And it's kind of now funny because he in walks BB's in. office. <laughs> yeah. He walks in and he goes, oh, excuse me, and starts to walk out. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but she's like, no, no, no. Michael, because she calls him Michael. Michael, come in. I want to see your sketches. Uh, so she's been, uh, she says, it's been a whole week since we've talked, you know, uh, and, BB, and it was funny, too, as BB's assistant is like, please sit down, Michael. You know, he's just like... Dwayne's still in the corner being creepy. <laughs> and she has uh, all around the office are like swatches, pink swatches for like her design ideas. And so he's like, please come in and sit down, Mr. Brady. And uh, Mike even says, oh, for a minute, I thought I walked into the wrong office. Um, and uh, what did she say? She has... Oh, she has... 
baby or BB pink like everywhere. So, so Mike pulls out uh, his sketch of the factory, and BB is displeased with his design. She says that she wants the factory to be shaped like a powder puff, or maybe a lipstick. <laughs> And Mike tries to tell her the factory needs to be, you know, utilitarian. You can't really design one that looks like that. Uh, but she keeps interrupting him. Just then, Mike's office phone rings, and he goes to answer it. But BB, BB's assistant is like, you know, I'll get it. And uh, he, <laughs> his sister answers the phone and says, uh, um, "Yes, this is BB Inc." Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, and he tells, "God, I'm like fumbling through this." I can't words. Okay. <laughs> so the assistant answers the phone. Yes, this is Baby Inc. And then he says uh, to BB, like, oh, it's Marie from Marie Cosmetics. And she says, uh, I don't want to talk to her. Hang up the phone, but hang it up loudly. <laughs> so he, like, slams the phone down. So now Mike sits down one, at the drawing table. One thing on that real quick. Yeah. That whole time, I'm still stuck on... By the way, the assistant's name is Dwayne. I have taken an interest in Dwayne. Um, oh, he nice. is looking at her like he wants to put her in a hole and make her put lotion on the skin while he practices <laughs> being a lady in the mirror. Like, I'm seriously stuck on this whole... Like, the way he looks at her, it, it creeps me out, man. I'm, I'm bothered. Like, <laughs> well, Would uh, you fuck me? I'll fuck I'd me. Fuck me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so now Mike sits down at the drawing table and begins to sketch up something she might be happy with. Within seconds, he has a beautiful hand-drawn design of a factory that looks somewhat like a UFO, along with some trees and some fantastic curb appeal. But BB isn't happy. She keeps saying, no, no, fluffier, darling, fluffier. She goes on to say, a powder puff is fluffy. My factory has to be fluffy. So Mike sighs and continues to draw. Now we see Carol sitting with Cindy in the media room, and she's reading, or not reading, but she's telling the tale of Little Red Riding Hood. I think she's like cross-stitching or something as she's talking. Uh, she says that instead of grandma in the bed, it was, and then Cindy's like, a wolf. And she's like, yeah, a big pink female wolf cindy says i've never seen a pink wolf mommy she says well let's hope you never do dear which is kind of funny the best part of this <laughs> scene carol. is i have to admit i could feel the anger in um in carol's like the way she was stitching i was absolutely convinced she's about to poke herself um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like she did a good Florence did a solid job on that particular scene for me. Like I was like, I could see the anger escalating, but with realness in it. <laughs> nice. She did good. She did good. <laughs> I was proud of her. <laughs> awesome. And Carol notices that it's 830 and way past Cindy's bedtime. Cindy goes on to say, daddy stays up late too, doesn't he? And Carol agrees that Mike has been working a lot these days and nights. Peter and Jan then walk in and ask uh, when when's Dad going to be home. And Jan notes that she hasn't she doesn't see him much anymore. Carol says that Mike is very busy designing a factory. 
Just then, Bobby, Greg, and Marsha all come in looking for Mike. This time, Carol gets frustrated, sends all the kids off to bed. Greg and Marsha argue that it's too early for bed, but she tells them, I don't give a fuck. Just go to bed and bring me some wine. Alice, Alice, where's the wine? (laughs) Servant. (laughs) Servant. (laughs) So now we see Carol in bed, reading a magazine, waiting on Mike to get home. Just then, Mike walks in, complaining about having to do all these changes to the design. Uh, Carol asks if all the work was worth it. He says that it's his job and he has to provide, and you know. But he assures her that he's off the next day, which is a Saturday, and he'll make it up to all of them because BB has got some charity thing she's supposed to go to, and she shouldn't bother him. So she's like, "Okay." The best part of this conversation is, I cannot lose this contract. This contract could mean my job. That's what I took out of the conversation. And I'm going to circle back to that statement here in just a second. For sure. Uh, Good notes. Good notes. Mike's in the kitchen with Peter helping him find. So Saturday morning and Mike's in the kitchen with Peter helping him fix a model airplane. He successfully fixes it for him. And Peter says, thanks. Just then the doorbell rings. Carol and Mike playfully race to the front door to get it. Ooh, I'm going to get it. No, I'm going to get it. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it's fucking BB at the door, wearing her signature BB pink dress, complete with feather boa to match. Uh, she says, Michael, darling, and reaches her hand out for Mike to kiss. <laughs> and he does. Because, you know, I think he I just likes showing off in front of Carol. I don't know. <laughs> no, she goes like full on mean girl mode. Like, did you see the way she turned to Carol after that? And this must be the little lady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she sees Carol standing there and says, this must be the little woman. Mike introduces the two of them and they invite her in. She immediately says, oh, what a charming little cottage, like total mean girl fashion. What a char- <laughs> What's a cute little house, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then oh, ask them. Bless your heart. And then even ask them if that's their guest house. What a dick. <laughs> she is such a bitch. <laughs> so oh, that's right up there with Miss Selma Hayek. My cooks seem so disheartened because they've got to make so much food for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Mike asks what brings her by because she was supposed to be doing this charity event that day. Uh, she says she had to, had a vision come to her. And my guess is that the change, that changed her mind about the design. She says, how did you guess? Uh, she crosses over to Mike and tell him her newest idea and throws the boa right in Carol's face. She says that her newest design is in the form of a compact. Uh, the top floor will open up. There's never been a factory like it. Uh, Mike finally tells BB that the whole project is impossible from an engineering standpoint. And BB just says, details, details. I'm not interested in the details. Uh, just then we see Peter back in the kitchen winding up the model airplane and lets it go. And it flies off into the living room and suddenly flies into the living room and hits BB in the back of the head. Peter Did you notice comes how the airplane and- flied, by the way? It flew like somebody... <laughs> like. Remember those Allstate commercials where they, they the old man has the, the fishing pole and there's a dollar on <laughs> yeah. it? That's how this airplane flew. It, it. Like, like bobbed up and down as it went through the air. <laughs> right. Because physics does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it was like on a fishing line 
and then like it was bouncing as it was sliding through along the fishing line. Yeah. I think that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see, where was I at? Oh, and suddenly he flies and hits BB in the head. Peter comes rushing in and tends to his airplane. BB is frustrated. Mike tells Peter to apologize, and Peter's like, for what? And BB goes on to say how long it took her to get her hair right, which I don't understand. Like, Peter really has no idea, like, what he should apologize for, really? He has no clue? That makes sense to me. <laughs> None whatsoever? <laughs> like... You understand you just hit a guest in the head with your toy and you can't comprehend any kind of apology? Like, doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> so, we're now Bobby is an entitled youth. He doesn't understand oh, the right. consequences he has a of maid. his actions. This is true. He's spoiled. They live in a huge house with a giant living room and they have a maid, a cook, uh, like, they have a live-in housekeeper. So, yeah. He's entitled. <laughs> <laughs> now Bobby and Sydney come running down the stairs chasing each other it looks as if they're playing like cops and robbers uh, Bobby sp straight up sprays BB with a water pistol right in her face and says sorry lady I was aiming it at her pointing to Cindy that like you saw that right that looked nothing he was looking right at her pointing it straight in her face and spraying it Right. Like, he sprayed... It wasn't just, like, one shot. Like, no, he sprayed, like, five sprays. And he's like, oh, sorry, lady. Oops. I meant to hit my sister, who was over there. It comes up to a moment right after this, though, that B.B. says... B.B. says, are these creatures yours? And that yeah. kills me. Being a parent myself, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. Like, right? Why Creatures. did Mike not break down right then and be like, no, fuck you? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm mean, like, hold up now. Like, you're in my house and you're talking about my kids. Like, I understand exactly. that they did this shit to you. I got gotcha, you, but no. Exactly. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Um, so, Mike and Carol tell the kids to leave. Cindy then says, Mommy, she cries black tears, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that was great. One of my favorite parts of the show right there. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Carol then apologizes to BB for the kid's behavior. BB then says that she's going to have to find a new architect and then storms out of the house. Carol apologizes to Mike. And, and asks if he's going to get into trouble for losing the contract. He says, oh, that's the wrong way to look at it. Um, I haven't lost them a contract. I've saved them from a nervous breakdown. Did you have some comment now, here? Yeah, we went from, we went from if I lose the contract, I'll lose my job to no contract, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saved them a headache. They'll well, see. Well, I mean. He probably did. He probably saved them some sort of lawsuit, like class action lawsuit, in about forty-five <laughs> minutes. But still, like, yeah, still grand opening to, like, and the explain. top slams on the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can just see him trying to explain to his boss, like, "Well, you just lost the BB Galini contract. Like, how? Like, what happened? Well, my kids were kind of rude to her, and then you know." Like, right, she said that. She went to your house to explain her new ideas, and your kids hit her in the head and sprayed her in the face. And, like, what do you have to say for yourself, Brady? <laughs> it's like, 
well, but she wanted me to do some stuff that was hard. Like, and? (laughs) 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 Oh. Well, I saved you a nervous breakdown. How? You just lost us, like, millions of dollars. (laughs) Well, she was mean. (laughs) She she was mean. Like... (laughs) She wanted me to work. Uh, okay. Then again, he probably could argue like she literally wanted unobtainable uh, things within her um, particular right. building project. She wanted me to make a roof that opens and closes. Uh, I told her that I couldn't <laughs> right. do that. I mean, that was just before my kids assaulted her, but still. like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was in the middle of explaining how I couldn't really do that, <laughs> you know? but then my kids attacked. She might have understood if they, if I my children hadn't assaulted her, but um, right, you don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we, it's hard to tell, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here we are in the final scene. Of course, takes place with Mike and Carol in their bedroom, like they all do. So Mike jokingly says that his horoscope for tomorrow says that, hey, he's going to be looking for a new job. No, it didn't say that. <laughs> it says that he'll meet a tall, <laughs> sexy brunette who will fall madly in love with you. Uh, Carol says, oh, who believes that nonsense anyway? Mike agrees and says goodnight and rolls over to go to sleep. Carol continues to read his horoscope and then says, it's a good time to adopt a pet and then hits him with the paper. He then gets up and they tickle each other and then they laugh. Like, I got a little the confused The best part about there. that scene was, you know what? We just had a situation where we had a relationship straining um, incident. I'm going to joke mm-hmm. about it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I know you question our marriage and, you know, you question my integrity, but I'm going to keep on with this. <laughs> Yeah, I I pushed what was uh what was you know within reason of not getting a divorce, but I'm gonna push it just a little bit farther. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get Still it. So smell did he, bad, like, by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Stinky. So. <laughs> Hey, Stinky, guess what? It says I'm going to meet some sexy brunette tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you she doesn't stink. (laughs) So I don't get it. So did he make up the horoscope? says a sexy brunette will fall madly in love with you. Like, meet a tall. And then she was like, but it says adopt a pet. Like, I don't get it. Like, is that part of the the horoscope says you're going to meet a sexy pet that's going to fall in love with you? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) Maybe he, I, I think that he, he made that part up just to mess with her, but that's what gets me on it. Like, it's way too soon to make a joke like that. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, though. Good for Mike, good for Mike. You know, he works hard. <laughs> He's the man of the house. That's right. All right, so that's the end of the episode. Uh, what did you think of this episode of The Brady Bunch? Uh, it was a lot better than I kind of expected. Like, I expected a little bit more cheese, but the biggest thing that came out of the entire episode, every time Alice talked, like, I couldn't understand her facial expressions. I didn't know <laughs> okay. what was going on there. Like, 
widening eyes was her way of making like a point on a sentence. Like she just widened her eyes real big. Um, if she was making a joke or if she was usually when she was making a joke, um, her eyes got wide. Maybe that's her way of holding back her own laughter. I don't know. It confused me, Tack. She had like a little punchline indicator, if you will, kind of a thing. Yeah, it was like a tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a good point. Hmm. And I'm still stuck on the. I'm still stuck on the assistant. Dwayne creeped me out. Like I don't know what it was about Dwayne. <laughs> um, I know what they were going for, but where it went for me was just a little bit like went a little bit Silence of the Lambs for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I guess so. I I didn't get that vibe. I just got the, you know, that he was like super gay and a typical kind of assistant. You know, which I See, thought I was got a little that, interesting. I got the same vibe as you the first time I watched it, but I watched it a second time watching more closely, and that was when yeah. I got the the extra intense vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, I usually mean to watch the episodes twice, one to take all the notes, and the second time just to watch it. So I do miss like visual things a lot because I'm usually typing as I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing like I I've said this on almost every episode is guests always seem to notice some sort of like wardrobe issue, which I never notice wardrobe ever. Um, so usually it's cause I got my head in my laptop, like taking notes. So I don't like pay attention close enough to the visual stuff as much as I should. So I always try to watch it twice, but I didn't get a chance to on this one, but I was uh, thinking though. to good myself while you were that. talking just then, I was like, well, I didn't notice a wardrobe issue. And then I remembered my beastie boys joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's funny (laughs) well she gotta fight for her right to party you know because i was really proud of myself on that one and i don't care who knows (laughs) it (laughs) carol is all about the party you know because she i mean she has to put up with her husband like taking on these clients of these eccentric wealthy women beautiful women because if she divorces Mike, the party goes away. You know, she loses Alice too because Alice came with Mike. Alice was not with Carol before. That's so. true. And then she's got to so, figure yeah. out how to frost an entire cake for her daughters. <laughs> right. Yeah, she can't do that on her own. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's gonna have to actually take her daughters horseback riding. You know. Uh, yep. These are the things. Mm-hmm. The party's gonna end. So she's got to put up with this eccentric shit. So. That's why she went fishing to fight for her right to party. <laughs> That's right. I ain't losing this man. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, so what you got to plug? You want to plug your show again? What you got? Yeah. Hey, guys, check us out. We're on the Fourth Hand Media Network. It's Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. Uh, you can find us on all the major podcatchers. Um, give us a listen. Give us a like. Uh, we love uh, new, uh, listeners. We like to call them beyonders. We release every other Tuesday on terrestrial Tuesdays, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Terrestrial Tuesdays. I like that. That's awesome. (laughs) All right, Lee. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming in here. We had a blast. This was a good time. You did awesome. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. I'll see you. Bye. 
Hey, I want to thank my guests one last time for stopping by and come on back here every Monday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Hey, go ahead and check out AVeryPrettyPodcast.com. If you ever wonder what I look like, I got pics up on there. You can also see pictures of our past guests as well that have been on the show. Read little bios about them. And you can contact me at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, any questions you have, or maybe you want to tell me that you hate a certain episode. Who knows? Or even give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Again, that's 804-446-1901. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. You can also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description of this episode. Join in on the conversation in the Facebook group. It's called a Very Brady Facebook group. So get in there, get on the conversation, post memes. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.